Sometimes, if you don't know what to pray, how to pray, what about to pray, you know, it's always remind me uh, the example with the prophet Elijah. When people come to him and say, what we should do? He say, call someone to play. And when the musician came and he started to play, the word of God came to him. So, you know, sometimes when you don't know how to pray, what to pray, start to worship God. Start to praise him. And then you will see the word of God will come to you. And the things what was difficult to understand became clear. Because everything, everything became clear in God's presence. You know, when God speaks to us, everything is clear. And we need to be closer to him as possible. And uh, this month we're going to celebrate the Christmas. And you know that every holiday has some purposes. God creates holidays for the purpose, you know. We're not just celebrating. There's some purpose, and we need to understand it. Every holiday brings us some message, reminding us about something important. So when we celebrate, for example, Christmas, I want to us remind ourselves four things which I want to share with you. And this is also a good opportunity for us to be uh, reminded or to remember. And it's also a good opportunity for us to share it with our children. Because holiday is a very good time, not just to give something like presents, but it's also a very good time to give them some understanding of what's going on, why it's going on, and what's happening, you know. So we're always supposed to use holiday as it's planet in Bible as the best way to share some message to our children as well, you know. Why we're doing why we're doing this way, not that way, you know, because if we're going outside today and we talk with people, they have different idea about Christmas. Why we're supposed to celebrate Christmas? What is Christmas is about? For someone it's Santa Claus, for someone it's gifts, for someone it's food. But what is the real meaning of Christmas, you know? And this is only a church can do, only church can share. So so important for us to use this opportunity to give them idea what we celebrate. But of course, you can't give idea if you don't know by yourself. So you can't share what you don't know. So every time when you need to give something, you need to learn something, you know? And when you learn, then you give. Amen? Amen. And I want to uh, talk today, and the topic is... Uh, the Christmas phenomenon. You know what is mean? Uh, word phenomenon mean? It's something unique, something unusual. Yeah, it's something like never happened before. You know, and there are some four things what I want to show you that why Christmas is phenomenon for us, why it's so unusual, why it's so interesting. You know, and the first things why. Christmas as phenomenon, why it's unusual, is because, uh, you know, in, if you look in any religion, if you will look in any, uh, like when people try to find God, there are always people doing the most to get to God. They're doing whatever is possible, like, you know, they're even making some sacrifices, they're even ready to beat themselves, to cut themselves, to go somewhere, and it's only for one purpose, you know, for what? They want to get to God. They want to get God's attention, you know. Uh, when we've been in India, people used to even go to mountains for miles and miles without food, without anything, cutting themselves for one only purpose, you know, what kind of purpose? To get attention from God. And after they did all of this, and 
did get any attention from God as they expected, they were so disappointed. They were so broken. They were so like desperate. They said, what's going on? I did everything. And in every religion, they have some rules. They have some laws. They have some ways what you need to follow to be able to say, God, <laughs> hello, God, <laughs> I need you. <laughs> what I should do? Some say, you need to stand one leg for 40 days. And I say, no, you need to sit for 45 days. And I say, you should eat. And I say, you shouldn't eat. And I say, you need to cut. And I say, don't cut. Like, people are confused. They say, you need five times pray. Wrong direction, that direction, not this direction. Take the compass. Be sure that you're praying the right direction. It's so confusing. And why people are always doing? They want to get attention from God. Inside of them, they say, I need God, I need God, but how to get? They say, five times a day. They say, no, ten times. If you want a special favors, hold your life. And people doing this. You can see a lot of people doing it. They're doing so crazy stuff. We don't do that. What are they doing, you know? And what is the Christmas is about? That God himself came to the people. Am I did something to him show up in my life? Nope. Nothing. Not at all. Do you do something? Did something that God show up in your life? You did something? You've been a good boy? <laughs> no. None of us been good guys for God. None of us did anything. And still, what happened? He came by himself. And this is why Christmas is phenomenal. People are doing so many different stuff to get him and he coming to us by himself. Why? I love you. Because I love you. You are so important for me. You are so important for me. I love you. And please, when we speak about God, we speak about the mighty God. The one who created everything. The one who holds everything in his hands. The one who can say and everything listen to him. The one who can change everything in one moment in your life. The one who make blind to see. The one who rise dead from the tombs. And he came to us. Sometimes people in this world, they will not come to you. They're too busy. You're too small. If you visit some big businessman, you say, can you visit Louis in New Jersey? You say, oh, who is Louis? But God say, I'm with him, definitely. I need him. I need Christy. I need glory. I need every one of these guys. It's so important for me. And this is for me first phenomenon. When I'm thinking about this, God starts to show me that he say, God, what are you doing? Why are you doing? I just say I do it because I love you. This is why I found you where you've been. You did nothing to find me. But I did everything to find you. When that child born, it's not child born, it's me who born. 
He didn't change his life, he changed my life. This is why we count in time before Jesus born and after Jesus born. Everything changed after Jesus born. Everything changed after Jesus born. This is why you say before Christ and after Christ. But in reality, we've been born. I've been born. I've been changed. For me, it's phenomenal. He found me. He said, so when I celebrate Christmas, I celebrate big, big, big love of God towards me. Big, big love. He look at us today and he say, I love you. And when we celebrate Christmas, this is time when we need to say to each other, God loves you. That child, that manifestation of God's love for us. We celebrate his birthday, but reality we celebrate our birthday. And this is what he wants to know. For everyone will know. Because people, like I say, around the world, they do crazy stuff to reach God, and God did everything already for them. Matthew chapter 1, verse 21, 23. Matthew chapter 1, verse 21 to 23. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord has said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Not far, not somewhere, somehow. Where is God today? With us. With us. He's with us. Tell your neighbor, he was you. And why it's important for us to understand? Because we are people who live in by faith. Everything what you allowed God to do or not, it all depends what you believe in. If you believe, you allowed him to do many things in your life. If you not, you paralyze him. So he says, celebrate Christmas every year. Remind yourself what I did for you and I'm still doing for you. And I want to encourage you today, like, lift up your faith. Lift up your expectation. Let God do something for you on this Christmas time. Let him change something in your life. Let you see his glory in your life. He doesn't change. We are changing him. He's not. His love doesn't change. So he wants us to be celebrated. And we, again and again, every year, we rise experience and say, my God loves me. My God loves me. And people are trying to uh, say to us that, oh, it's very important to have this. It's more important to have this to succeed in life. I want to say the most important what you need to have to succeed in your life is God. Because you can have many stuff, but if it, without God, you will not make it. And I saw it in my life. I saw when, how rich people cry, how poor, poor people cry. But I saw how rejoice those who have God. And he will give you joy. And he will wipe your tears. And he will comfort you. And he will bless you. And he will find a way how to help you. And First Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 say, Beyond all questions, the mystery from which true godliness spring is great. He appeared in the flesh, was vindicated by the Spirit, was seen by angels, 
was preached among nations, was believed in the world, was taken up in glory. I love this verse. The whole gospel in one verse. Come in body, die for us, rise again and now in glory. Hallelujah. And here from this scripture, I want you to bring to your attention second point why I think it's phenomenal. It says that God came in flesh. God came in flesh. Now, when we speak with people about God, about divine something, what are we speaking usually, yeah? It's supposed to be something huge. It's supposed to be amazing. It's supposed to be divine. You know, the Pharaoh in Egypt, he called himself God. He tried to build all this uh, pyramid and people still going there to see that something huge. And now, God, what he did, he took our flesh. After fall, this flesh doesn't look very divine. I never noticed, and maybe you are the one that, or maybe some of you like this, did you ever say, you wake up in the morning, come to the mirror and say, look at yourself and say, wow, so divine. <laughs> I noticed, even I, when, when I'm making some people compliments, and say, oh, you look so good. They say, no, there's an extra weight. There's something. Hair, not. How to make compliments to the people they say, huh? They always find something, something wrong with their body. And now God, who has everything, the beautiful, they say, there will be city with gold and everything. He took, what he took? Flesh. Why do you need this flesh? We have so many problems with this flesh. You wake up in the morning like, ooh. I find something else. Like, you eat and then, ooh. You're doing something, ah. We have so much stuff going on here, right? Some people in the fridge, they have more uh, medicines than food. When you open the fridge, you look, what do you eat actually? You know, they say, is this for breakfast, is this for lunch, is this for dinner, you know? And in between, they just keep, get some real food, little bit, you know. And they're all like, oh, it's all need for my heart. It's need for my brain. It's for my back pain. It's my front pain. It's my leg pain, head pain, head pain, stomach pain, <laughs> pain. So much is going on in this body. Like, so much trouble going on with this body. We always have trouble with this body. And now he came in. Flair, why are you doing this? Why do you need this flesh? We want to get rid of this flesh. We always want to change our flesh with somebody else. You know, we, we always think somebody's flesh better than mine. We have so much trouble. And he came in flesh. Why? Because this is the only way how to save us. This is the only way how to help us. He did it to save us. Because there are no other way how it brings salvation to us. God is not violating the law. He said that anybody is doing wrong is supposed to be punished. If he will try to save us, but without using the body, then devil will come and say, look, God, you look like you are not so righteous, God. You are not so holy, God. So he needs to complete the law. So then not devil, not hell, anybody can accuse him. He's doing something wrong. 
So he's supposed to do everything according to his law as well. And the only way how he can accomplish this is only if he took the body. And he did this. And it's also phenomenal. And this is why the Bible says the one who will judge everyone is will be Jesus. Because nobody will say to him, you don't understand. He says, I understand very well. I spent 33 years as you in that body. I know what it is to be hungry. I know what it is to be tempted. I know what it is to be thirsty. I know how it's going over this, through this. This is why I need you to rely on me because I know how to get out of that. This is why I want you to trust me today. Be close to me because I know how to deal with this. And nobody can say that you don't understand. I understand very well. I've been there. And this is the second phenomenon of that. Uh, Christmas. The child was born. And somebody looked, oh, this child for salvation. And somebody looked, oh, poor child, where you come in this world? <laughs> it's very heavy world. So many bad things happen here today. And he did it again because he loves. Because he cares for us. He even put himself in his body just to show us how much he appreciates us. How much he wants us to be blessed and be good and feel good. And this is the second one. And third one, that when people did wrong, he has two ways. One is to wait until people understand what they did wrong and come to him and ask for forgiveness. Or just do it again by himself. So the... The third point is he came to this world to reconcile us with him. And I'm so happy that he didn't wait until we got it. Because as a father, I have the same situation with my children. Did you ever notice, if you are parents here, that your children sometimes do wrong? And did you try to wait until they will come and say sorry? You even can, can die before they say sorry. <laughs> And same time, you love them. You want to help them. You pray and pray and pray, and you see no like anything in his eyes. They acting like they did nothing wrong, and you, did, and you knew they did a lot of wrong. And you have two ways: or approach them and deal with situation and say, "Listen, I don't like what you're doing. I don't like. It. You need to say sorry. You need to change." And they need to to operate, cooperate with you in this case. Or you just punish them. So what God did, God looked at all these people. He sent prophets. He tried to do everything, and he found out nothing worked. People still doing whatever they want to do. So what he did, he came himself first to reconcile us with him. And again to say that I love you. That child came as a messenger about God's love. God doesn't want to wait. This is why I always encourage people, don't wait when you'll be ready to go in church. Christ came when you didn't be ready. You know, Nobody never will be ready to go in church. I heard this so many times. I'm coming to church and still don't ready. I still need to pray. I still need to his help. I still need his work. And, you know, I'm not ready yet. You'll be never ready for him. But when you're doing it with him, He's going to help you. And this is why Jesus came. He said, I didn't come to judge you. I came to save you. And this is why our message today, not hate message. Oh, you are evil doers. Let's be fire on you. Let's all die, right? 
Let's do one more time. Let's <laughs> float in and we're good. Everything will be clean and soft. <laughs> now, he came himself to reconcile. He came again and said, guys, I know you're doing wrong. I know you mess up very much, but I came to help you. I came to help you. I, I'm making first. You know, it's interesting sometimes. Like, you know, people can say, God, you create everything. You mess up everything, you know. But it's your now responsibility to put everything back. But, you know, God can say, I didn't create you for the mess. If you follow me, what I told you to do, this never happened with you. And this is what's interesting about people. Like, when they want something, they pretend they grow. When they mess up with something, they say, you are the one who makes this possible. But it's not true. If you want to get something, you need to take responsibility for everything that happened after you get this. Don't play child. You know, I saw how many times adults play in child. What, what, what wrong? What wrong? I did. It's not me. It's not me. No, no. It's you. <laughs> you, didn't, you need to admit it. You know, and this is what we always say, people. The first step to change something, admit it. Admit that's wrong, you know. For, for me, like addicted people, senior people, they're all the same. They all try to find somebody who is guilty. Right? <laughs> Give it to them. And what is good about God, He doesn't want to, uh, like, condemn you. He's came and say, I know you mess up. I know it's difficult. I know everything. Let's. Do it together. Let's get out together. So Christmas is not about how bad you are. It's about how good you can be. It's not how the worst situation in your life, but how God can change everything. If you will talk every time about your sin, you will never become the one who God wants to see you. You, you remember when uh, Israel, they came out of Egypt, they come to the land and God say, go to that land and conquer this land. I give it to you. You remember what they say? They say, we look like cockroach. And the same way people look on us. You know, people look on you is the same way as you look on yourself. Who you are today. How you see yourself today. Are you see yourself worth enough for God's blessing? Then you will get it. Stop playing with you. This is the way how you can get God's blessing. Start to see how he sees you. He came to save you, not because you will be always sinner. He saved you because he sees you as a prophet, as a apostle, as a minister, as a pastor, as a teacher. He sees something in you. This is why he came for you. You can create something and then it became dirty, but it doesn't uh, lose their value. This is what we, <laughs> when we came in India, they asked us, how do you see everything? They, you know, they like to ask, how do you see everything? How is everything? How is people here? And I used to answer, I say, wow, it's gold. It's so beautiful. I say, you have so much value, but I say, it's, gold is very dirty, and we need to clean it. <laughs> it's what sometimes happens with us, you know. Sometimes we can, through the dirtiness, <laughs> we can see the gold. And God sees the gold, and he says, if we clean him a little bit, he will start to shine. And this is what happened when he came to Christ. The more he cleans us, the more we start to shine. And then more people look at him and say, is this the same boy? Yeah. She shines so much. Is this the one who nobody wants to talk now, everyone wants to listen all the time? What happened? It was from the beginning, the gold, but nobody can see it because it was so dirty. So what Jesus did, he came, he get us back, and he start to clean. And more he clean, the more you shine. The more he clean, the more everybody sees the difference. The more he clean, everything. nothing from you, it's all by him. 
And this is what he's doing today. He didn't finish yet. Tell your neighbor, he didn't finish yet. He will be shining more and more. <laughs> no, tell your neighbor, you will be shining more and more. <laughs> because God's still working with you. He didn't finish. This is what Christmas is about. Christmas is not about the sinners. If it's all finished on the cross, then no future. The most important, what happened after the cross, he rise again. This is most important, you know. He rise for the glory. This is where we're looking for. That gave us opportunity, but we're looking forward. We're looking to that position, what he prepared for us. So tell your neighbor, you are so beautiful, God. Because God, you know, in Bible, he deals only with gold. He doesn't deal with uh, silver or something. He deals with gold. <laughs> he needs gold. <laughs> Amen. Uh, 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 5, verse 20 and 21. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20 21. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors. As staff God, we are making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf. Be reconciled with God. Not you looking for God. We approach you to say God wants to be with you. This is why we're going everywhere. To let people know. God not angry on you. I used to think he is angry on me. I used to say he is old man with big stick who looking to get me one place. I don't want to get any closer to him, you know. I said, let's wait for this. <laughs> and many people have such idea because they're doing wrong today. And because they're doing wrong, they think I don't want to get closer to God. I don't want to be punished. So God sends Jesus and now he's sending us through the Jesus to tell them, you know, God not angry on you. He knows that you mess up everything. He wants to give you another chance. Start over. Start a new life. Start doing something good. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. And here people sometimes confuse. They say, but my sin is so great. But did you see something about this sin here? God made him who had no sin to be for small sin. Medium, big, extra large. For all sin. It doesn't matter what you did, he became sin. For you, he, he took all sin that you will be righteousness. And this is where sometimes also people confuse because he thinks the righteousness one who, who can sit 40 days in one pose. No, yet. The one who is righteousness is those who call Jesus as his savior, and he cleans him up. And he took all sin, all sin. You can be free today. This is what Christmas is about. It's new beginning. And I'm glad we celebrate it in the end of the year so we can be ready for next year. We celebrate it today, this month, so we can be ready for next year and live next year good until we reach the end next year and remind ourselves again what he did for us. So then we can move further. Amen? And this is what is very important for us. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 12 and 14 and 19. But when he, this priest had offered for all time one sacrifice for sin, he sat down in the right hand of God. For by one sacrifice he has made perfect forever who, those who are being made holy. One sacrifice. What Jesus did, enough for anything today in this world. 
But to be able to do it, he must be born. And this is what Christmas is about. And verse 19, therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus. We have good news. And the fourth point, the last one, what I want to share today with you, is that the birth of Christ brought God's favor to man. God's favor to man, as well as brought peace into our lives. I like the scriptures, Luke chapter 2, verse 13 and 14. Luke chapter 2, verse 13 and 14. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angels, praising God and saying, look here, it's amazing. Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace. To those on whom his favor rests. When it happened, when Jesus was born, he said, now you have two things from God. Because this uh, child was born. Favor and peace. What people look you know, on this world for always. We all, we all, we all want to have peace. How many times you say, leave me alone. I want a peace. <laughs> I want a peace in this house. I want a peace in this company. I want a peace. Can you? You know, we spend today billions of dollars to make people more peaceful. They all crazy. They're all overreactive. They want to kill each other. So doctors like give them medicine, medicine, medicine to slow down a little bit. But it's not the answer. One day you miss your pills and then what happened? You need real peace. Not from pills. From Christ. This is where the real peace. You know, we got many sicknesses because we do not have peace. Doctor can prove you so many sicknesses, many diseases, they come after because people are nervous. You're nervous a couple of days, then you your stomach. You're like somebody. He said, give me some medicine. He said, calm down, calm down. I can't calm down. Calm down, you will be, you will be well. Then they give you a lot of medicine first to give you calm down then for your stomach. And you full packet already, you know. And some people hold it. And then things happen again. Why? Because we're so nervous. What's going to be about my children? Why everything is fine. No? What's going to be about my grandchildren? Everything. What are you going to be about me? You know? Many things today, people are so, so nervous. We became nervous, like, very easy, like, fast. I saw people, like, and... They can just speak with you really calmly, and then somebody call them. Oh, oh. Look like, wow. Like, somebody turns something, you know. You just, boom. And then, house can be, house can talk. Calm down, calm down, calm down. Think about your stomach, think about your back, think about your leg, think about your head, and then calm down. But we don't think that moment, right? We want to blow up. We blow up. And then we just, oh, why I blow up so much? It's not so. And you know, most amazing when somebody says, oh, sorry, it's wrong call. I, I, I forget it's not you. Oh, I already almost die, you know. Why are we so nervous? Why are we so easy to like, blow up? What's going on with us? 
Jesus was born to give you peace. Tell your neighbor, you, you better be peaceful. Live longer. Live longer. You know, I like this DUI. You can't afford it. You can't afford it to live without peace. And God knows this. You can't afford it, you know. You can't afford to live without peace. You need peace to survive. You need to be peaceful. You know, this is why we say you need to make peace with God. This is why Jesus was born. Then you need to make peace with whom? With yourself. With your stomach. <laughs> you make peace with God. When you make peace with God, it's possible for you to make peace with yourself. When you make peace with yourself, then you can know how to make peace with others. But like I say, it's so sad today. Jesus already was born. This was the purpose to bring peace. And still we have so many nervous people around, right? Who doesn't have peace, who doesn't just, right? Sometimes you can't say anything. Like, people just immediately, like, you touch me, you touch me. Come on. I even don't come close. <laughs> and they just, like, and it's destroy them. It's destroy us. Your nerves, like, it's killing you. Then you say, oh, no. I talk with them. I became nervous. Then my head is headache. You put something for again to manage your headache, and then something comes in your stomach. Then you manage stomach. Then come to your kidney. Then you can, and it's like whole process going on, right? And it's all start because you've been nervous. Come on. And the Bible says that glory to God in the highest heaven and earth peace on earth peace. We have everything today to be peaceful. We have everything to be calm. We have everything to act on. Only we need to realize it that we have. So next time when you're about to be nervous, you need to say, I need to get my pill. I need to get my help. Jesus, 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 help me. And then calm down. Then your house will be not destroyed. Your walls will be so <laughs> Your car will be good. You know, so, so many accidents because people are nervous. Last time, one woman, she hit me from my back and I come out. What happened? She said, I'm sorry, I'm so nervous. I said, okay, but what about me? <laughs> you are nervous in my heart. My car is broken. <laughs> and then many things happen like this today. You know, I'm so nervous. So you need to get the pill. A pill is the name of Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, give me peace. Give me peace. You know, this is what I'm using. Anytime I feel like I about like explode, I say, Jesus. <laughs> Help me to react in this right way. I don't want to feel guilty. I don't want to feel sorry for what I will do in this couple of mornings. So I need to calm down, find peace, and do everything in the right way. And you know, I never saw that people was upset that they was uh, being so like that they will not do something wrong when they're nervous. But people are so much upset when they do something when they're nervous, right? So it's not like this. Oh, why you come down me? I will be kill everyone. No, no, no. You say, thank you very much that you helped me to calm down myself. So I didn't do something wrong. I didn't say something wrong. I didn't. So I will be regret then for whole my life like this, right? So next time when you feel something coming up, you know when it's coming up, right? You look at it and you know it's going something coming up. So this is the time when you need to remember about what? About Christmas. <laughs> because Christmas is about peace. <laughs> because Christmas is about peace. So you can have peace. So you need to just rely on Jesus and say, Jesus, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Amen? Amen. And uh,
So Christmas, also you can write down, if you want, it's a celebration of God's favor on our lives. Favors. We like this word, eh? Favor. I have favor. Tell your neighbor, I have favor. In God's eyes. Because of Jesus. Oh, what people only ready to do to get favor from someone, you know, they going to doing like, I don't know, crazy stuff just to somebody look on them and say something. They want to get favor from their director of company, I don't know, some people, something. they want to get favor. And the Christmas phenomena, you already have favor. You already have favor in his eyes. He's looking at you today and he's saying, you have favor. What do you need? Ask me. I'm going to be with you. I want to bless you. You are no more rejected. You are accepted. You are no more far. You are close to him. He is with you. He's closer than you think. So when I celebrate Christmas, all these thoughts come to me. And I again and again I say, thank you. Thank you for that baby. I am ready to celebrate his birthday every day. Because what he did for me, what is mean for me, it's not him who was born, it's me who was born. That child, he represents so much for us today. And it is so important for us to remind ourselves about all this. And despite all situations, what we're going through today, look at on him. He always in control. He knows how to get out. The only one mistake we can do is just stop trusting him. Don't make this mistake. Doesn't matter how your situation today, how worthless or good, or always keep trusting him. Always rely on him. And he will find the way. And this is what Christmas is about. It's about hope. It's about future. It's about love. It's about new lives. It's about eternal life. It's about goodness of the Lord. So this is what we celebrate. And this helped me to see next year to look on next year with uh, faith and, and hope. Because if he already did all of this for me, he will do the rest of, as well. If he already did this for me, so he knew what I'm going through today. He will take care of this. He will help me. He will bless me. So I want to just encourage you today. Let's remind ourselves about this. Let's share with others this. Thing. And let us look on next year with uh, expectation. Great expectation from God. So it doesn't matter who is speaking to you today, what is thoughts come to you, who trying to put you down. Remember what God say. And remember that his opinion is the only which is matter. His opinion is the only which is matter. People so many times wrong. Even doctors can be wrong. Anybody can be wrong. But he never wrong. He is, all, he is always right. And whatever he says is always yes and amen. And I want to pray with you right now. And I want to pray about this and just give thanks to God for everything what he's done for us. What he's doing and what he's about to do. Lord, I thank you. I thank you for this message. I thank you for your revelation, for your understanding. I pray, Lord, this for Christmas will be different for us. I pray, Lord, with all these revelations and your truth, Lord, we will see 
things in our life differently, Lord. We will see it from position of faith. We will see from your position, Lord, from that what you've done for us. And I pray, Lord, that you will make many, many changes in our lives, Lord. That you will take good care of, of everyone who is here today, Lord. And that you will show that baby Jesus became the man, became the salvation, became the answer for all of us. And today, everyone in us deserves to have good life in you, Lord, to be healed, to be blessed, Lord, to be new, Lord, to have your answers, Lord, and see your glory, Lord. And I thank you for this. And I pray, Lord, that you will continue to speak with us all these days of celebration. You will continue to give us more revelation, more understanding, more truth, Lord, so we will be more and more rooted in you, Lord, stand firm, Lord, and more informed with you. In Jesus' name I pray, and everybody will say, Amen. Amen. God bless you all.